Unity is one of the most critical parts of God's vision and mission for all of us in our life. What is our part in helping bridge the gap toward unity with our fellow brothers and sisters? We are created for unity, and today we're going to talk about it. Welcome to the Celebrate Recovery official podcast. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope, leadership wisdom that's centered around the Celebrate Recovery principles based on the Beatitudes, Jesus Christ, where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits so that we can live out our purpose that he has for us. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. Uh, So glad to be here with you. I'm the Global Field Director of Celebrate Recovery. And uh, today's topic is an intriguing one. And and my prayer is that it would, um, that you would approach this conversation uh, with an open heart and an open mind, open hands to receive um, this important message. We're going to be hearing from uh, the Cultural Communities National Director, and uh, Cheryl Luke is her name, and uh, she just has uh, a great way with her words and uh, just a great passion. And I'm excited for you to be able to hear this important topic on unity and really a, a great challenge for all of us and how we see our part in bridging this gap so that we can be a part of the body of Christ. And so with that, let's hear from National Director of Cultural Communities, Cheryl Luke. Uh, Four years ago, I was introduced to Formula One. Any Formula One watchers out here? Um, Through the Netflix docuseries, Drive to Survive. To be honest, I thought the idea of driving a car in a circle 60 to 80 times, about 200 miles an hour, looked like an incredible waste of time until I actually paid attention. F1 is the pinnacle of motorsport. Upon first look, the driver appears to be the heart of the team because they're the face of the team. However, there are multiple hundreds of individuals working behind scenes. We don't see the person who inventories the tires or the countless hours logged by the driver's assistant. Lewis Hamilton is my main, and his assistant is also his physiotherapist. You always see her right by his side. In reality, the driver's success is dependent on an entire cadre of engineers, mechanics, and trainers who work cohesively and tirelessly toward a single purpose, winning a race. The number of individuals working in concert with this shared identity to ensure the driver's safety and victory, it's astounding. Shared identity is a reflexive construct where an individual sees themselves and others as united through belonging to a common category. Because they're considered fellow group members, they're intimate with one another. This oneness, this oneness constitutes the glue that allows group members to work together. In F1, there are a myriad of individuals, multiple hundreds, with various talents, gifts, and responsibility who travel the world and work together towards one end, winning. Individuals with strong identities have clarity and consistency around who they are and what they do. They're driven by values that guide their work, 
how they interact with others, and what they think about themselves. The essence of who they are, their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are relatively constant. People who find their identity in Christ possess these same qualities. However, understanding themselves through the lens of the gospel is essential to their identity. John Piper wrote, Christian selfhood is not defined in terms of who we are in and of ourselves. It's defined in terms of what God does for us, the relationship he creates with us, and the destiny he points for us. God made us who we are to work in concert, to make known who he is. Our identity is for the sake of making known his identity. Our identity is for the sake of making known God's identity. Richard Rohr wrote, when you get your who I am or who am I question right, all of the what should I do questions tend to take care of themselves. Identity is vital not only for internal unity but also for the engagement of others. None of us can dialogue successfully with others until we can calmly and confidently hold our own identity. You see how important it is to find our identity in Christ and not in what we do? Shared identity moves us from me to we. When we truly understand we are, and are confident in our identity in Christ, we can accept others and work towards a greater call. Experiencing common purpose with others is the heart of shared identity. Bringing individuals together who may be vastly different yet possess common interests brings glory to God and paints an unmistakable mosaic of who he is for others to see. This is unity in motion. It's community. It's oneness. There is no limit to what we can achieve when we function with shared identity. Individuals operating to the fullest of their capacity, giving space, permission, and opportunity for others to do the same, this is God's intention for humanity. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 says this, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another in love. Bearing, that's a hard word. Bearing, considering one another in love. Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You know, we've been called to be humble, gentle, and patient to love others and to cultivate or guard the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Shared identity is a calling. It's a common purpose. It's a oneness that cannot be achieved on our own. We cannot do this on our own. Dr. Wayne Barber wrote this. We do not and cannot produce unity. Oneness does not come from being together. Oneness does not come from knowing each other's name. Oneness does not come from going out and eating together. Oneness is produced by the Holy Spirit of God. When you are right with God, and when I am right with God, we are one together. The Holy Spirit is the, is the divine spiritual ligament that holds us together, given to us by the Lord himself. Oneness doesn't erase personal and cultural differences. It completes them, it complements them. Christianity is a global and diverse movement at the core of our story. God wants to use us to display his multifaceted character by embracing who he called us to be. Amen. 
The bond that links us together to Jesus are the same bonds that ties us to, to one another. When we're right with God, we value others and establish relational trust. When, he, when relational trust is established, we walk in unity. When we walk in unity, we cultivate community. And the thriving community is a force to be reckoned with. In his book, How Love Matters, Albert Tate refers to the symbol and idea of Sankofa. It's a word in the Akan, Fante, and Twi languages of Ghana. It translates to retrieve or to go back and get. It also refers to a symbol that we're about to show you. It depicts a bird with its head turned backwards and its feet planted forward while holding an egg in its beak. The concept of Sankofa is linked to this African proverb. I'm not gonna say the, the words in the African language, but I'm, I'm hoping they're up there. And if they're not, I'm gonna try to tell you. Okay. Si wo were fi na wosa kanfo wosa kanfa i yank ye. I just wanted to get that out there in the atmosphere. It translates, this is what this means. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> this is what it means. It's not wrong to go back and get that which you've forgotten. There's that bird with his feet planted forward, looking back with an egg in his mouth, and it means it's not wrong to go back or retrieve the thing that you've forgotten. You know, we can get caught, so caught up in our belief systems, our culture, our studies, our politics, and even religion that we forget where we've come from. We forget that we were created in his purpose. We, were, we forget that we were created in his image. We forget that we were created to do good works. We forget that the enemy is the enemy and that others are not our enemy. We forget who we are. Sankofa is so necessary. I have four points that I want to talk to you about that tie to coming back to unity, which is the, the title of my talk. We have to figure out family. This is family conversation right here, right now. We have to figure out as a family how to come back to unity. Because Celebrate Recovery is an environment where we have the opportunity to recover. And it's also an opportunity for us to reconcile with ourselves and others. And if we are unable to do that as a body and as a family, I honestly don't have much hope for the rest of humanity. The beauty is I've seen it work here. And my challenge today, I feel like the reason why I'm in this moment with you here today is to challenge you to continue to plant your feet forward and look back when you need to and remember what you've forgotten. Forgetting something, forgetting something is not bad. Knowing that you've forgotten something and not going back to retrieve it 
is not right. It's not right for you, and it's not right for those around you, and it's not right for those who are coming after you. People are watching us. People are going to do what we do because we're leaders, remember? Because we're leaders, people are going to do what we do. So to, to plant your feet forward, to set your gaze or your intention forward and taking a moment to look back and remember the thing that you've forgotten so that you can um, situate yourself to be more present and better equipped to move forward, when you do that, others are going to do the same. Let's not forget that concept of Sankofa. So my first point, coming back to unity, is love like Jesus. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because we talked about this the other day. Ephesians 5.1 says this, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly children, dearly loved children, and live a life of love. Can you repeat that with me? Live a life of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know, it's really easy, I said it a minute ago, it's really easy to kind of get caught up in our, our own ways and we live in a me first society and it's easy to forget that we were loved, that we've been loved so beautifully. That chesed that I and Sabrina both talked about. We've been loved so beautifully. Sometimes we get so caught up in our situation or our recovery, we have our head down so hard that we forget that we're supposed to love those around us, that we're supposed to love like Jesus. That's not a bad thing. Just set your intention forward, look back, go back and retrieve the thing that you've forgotten and love like Jesus and bring others with you. Bring others with you. Love like Jesus. Number two, prayer is a weapon. I'm stealing this from Dr. Anita. Prayer is a weapon. You know, I've shared in my testimony that my mother was a prayer warrior. Mama Luke prayed all day, every day. Seriously, you, you, you know, you would think she'd be talking to herself, but she'd be talking to the Lord. And um, this, was her, this was her MO. And I remember there were times when and we'd go to the grocery store with her, and we'd contemplate not getting out of the car because we knew that she'd probably find someone that none of us knew. <laughs> and she'd want to have, end up having a conversation with them, and she'd be able to, she had this way to, to look in their eyes. And, you know, everybody called her Mama Luke, but this person didn't know that she was Mama Luke. So she'd be having this conversation with them. They'd be crying, and she'd look at them, and she said, she'd say, let Mama pray for you. And we'd be like, gum, let me go to the other aisle. You know, you're a child. How are you going to roll up in the grocery store and start praying for people? You know, she prayed all the time. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I learned that prayer is essential to our lives. Good stuff. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here. When we come back, we're going to continue to hear from Cheryl Luke on this important topic and how do we how do we come together in these conversations? Though conversations can be hard, they are so essential for us living and walking in unity. We'll continue to hear from Cheryl Luke when we come back. Stay tuned with us. Thank you. 
Are you and your church looking for practical tools to help you start and run a Celebrate Recovery in your church? Consider joining us for a Celebrate Recovery training conference online or in person. Visit our website at CelebrateRecovery.com for dates and times. And don't forget to connect with your Celebrate Recovery State representative. They are here to serve you as you walk through this process. Find a rep near you by visiting CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash reps. Prayer is simply a communication with God. There were times, I shared this in my testimony, there were times when we would be a sound asleep at night, in, 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 at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and you could hear the other room. Jesus, bless my children, come them, heal them. You guys, yes, yes, it's all good. My mama would ask the Lord to remove our friends if they weren't from him. And I'd be, no, Lord, not Keisha, not Keisha, Lord. That's my girl. That's my girl. You'd look up and Keisha would be gone. Prayer is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. And fierce conversations are crucial. If I've learned anything in this role as National Director of Cultural Communities that I didn't want to do, that I'm glad that I'm doing. Thank you, Bakers. Um, I've learned that, that conversations are essential. Conversations are hard, but they're necessary. And if you don't understand the why behind a thing, it's easier to go to the person that may have an answer and have a conversation with them versus going to somebody else and having a conversation amongst yourself. I believe that's gossip. And, and, and coming back to cultural communities, the number of conversations that I've had with my Caucasian family about why we do this I've learned so much. I've learned so many things about your stories. I've learned a lot about why you think the way you do. And had I been unwilling to have those difficult conversations, I don't know, I don't know that we would have had 200 people show up yesterday. Right? I keep, I keep telling people when we travel that, you know, sometimes having a hard conversation is like getting in a boxing ring and being willing to, to duke it out. You know, you do have a belief system that you're entitled to, but so do I, right? And how do we either come together and move forward or agree to disagree and move forward? That's, that's Christ. And then, I said it the other day, sometimes it's just best to keep your mouth shut. You don't have to say everything. We do not have to say everything. I would challenge you to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in your conversations. I would challenge you to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you when to listen. When to actively listen and not listen just so that you can get your point across. Fierce conversations are crucial. 
And then lastly, adaptability, adaptability is essential. It's important that we identify who we are in Christ and, and know what our genius is, know what's in our hands. It's important to know what you're good at. And we also need to know that shift and drift happens. I said it right, y'all. The key to navigating a shift or change in your life, the key to navigating shift or drift is leaning into the power of the Holy Spirit. He will lead you and guide you. Being prepared for and anticipating new challenges, new experiences, falling back into old habits, relapse. Be prepared for disruption. The opportunity for disruption today has never been greater. By combining your recovery journey, your gifts, and the power of the Holy Spirit, we have an opportunity to navigate the shifts that come our way and to continue to walk in unity. We have the ability to navigate those things and continue to walk in unity. We have the, the ability to navigate the shifts, the drift. We're able to plant our feet forward sometimes, look back, remember what we've forgotten, and move forward. It takes time and intention but we have the ability to do that. My favorite and probably one of the most impressive performances during an F1 race is the pit stop. This is the point when everyone holds their breath, when they hear the race engineer's voice saying, box, 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 box. where races can be won or lost. As a car pulls off the track, down the pit lane, and heads towards the garage to stop in the box for an adjustment. The pit crew is responsible for stabilizing the car, changing the tires, making adjustments to the aerodynamic settings, and safely releasing the car back in the race. The goal for them is winning the race. The pit stop lasts about two to three seconds. The only reason drivers have a successful pit stop is because there is a group of individuals who are working in concert, shared identity, to ensure the car can finish the race. During the pit stop, there are 36 tasks, 22 people, and only two to three seconds to perform. Remember your race engineer. Who is your race engineer? It may be a friend, an accountability partner, your sponsor, the Holy Spirit. You may see there's something wrong. They may see that there's something in your, in your life, and they, you might hear, just like Rodney just said, box, 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 time to go in that pit lane. It's time to adapt. It's easier to come back to unity when we work together. It's easier to come back to unity when we're prayed up. It's easier to come back to unity when we're honest. It's easier to come back to unity when we're leaned into the Holy Spirit. It's easier to come back to unity when you have accountability partner in your life. It's easier to come back to unity when we're working our, our, our recovery. It's easier to come back to unity when we've relapsed. It's easier to come back to unity when you plant your feet forward and you look back and you remember what you've forgotten so that you can move forward. Unity is essential. It's easier to come back to unity when 
we love as we've been loved. And you know what? Unity is not uniformity. Unity is operating in the fullness of our gifting as individuals so that we can come together and present the most wonderful masterpiece. Unity is being audacious and wise enough, again, to plant our feet forward while looking back with the intention to remember what we may have forgotten. You know what? You and I are, re are the reflection of the image of God. When we fully grasp what it means to bear God's image, we embrace the truth that we are uniquely creative. We're spiritual, we're intelligent, we're communicative, and we're relational. When we are create, that we are created for unity. This gift of unity was woven into the fabric of our being from the beginning of time. Our individuality is meant to flourish within community, with God and with others. Let's come back to unity. Let's be intentional about living a life of love. Let's be intentional about using prayer as a weapon in the spirit and maybe not against our brother. Let's be intentional about having fierce conversations even if you're afraid, go for it. Let's be intentional about adapting. You know, this concept of shared identity, of unity, of oneness, is, is just like worship. You know, in worship you hear a complete sound. But that sound is made up of different components, just like Formula One. Multiple individuals who've come together with strong identities, who have clarity and consistency around who they are and what they're here for, what they're called to do. Let's start with the drummer. Can we get a beat? You know, the drummer is responsible for setting the foundation. The drummer adds time and the drummer adds diversity and dynamics. And when you add to the drummer the bass, the bass kind of gives that move, that sound sort of a groove that you can, if you can dance, a move, a groove. When you add keys and guitar to that, the keys and the guitar playing together, add melody and harmony. They add color. Does it make sense? This is what unity looks like. Everybody doing their own thing. Everyone doing the thing that they were called to do with purpose and intention. And you know what? When someone in the band messes up, they're covered. But this isn't complete. To me, this isn't complete because there's a sound missing. The voice, the vocals. Can we add the vocals to this? God turn it around. God turn it around. God turn it around. Unity in motion right here. God turn it around. God and as far as I'm concerned, it's still not complete. Because you're not participating. Let's stand. Let's offer the Lord shared identity. Let's offer the Lord this moment of oneness. 
going to turn it around for you. My challenge to you is to enter this moment with intention. You may have forgotten who you are. My challenge to you is to set your feet forward. Look back with that egg in your mouth and remember what you've forgotten. You may not think, listen, you may not think you remember what you've forgotten. But when we lean into that Holy Spirit and we get in that groove, I wish I could dance, but I can't. And when we get in that groove, that Holy Spirit is right there where he's always been. He's going to remind you the thing that you've forgotten. He's going to remind you that you were created in his image. He's going to remind you that you were created with purpose. He's going to remind you that this recovery journey is not for naught. It has a purpose for you. And it's not just for you. It's for those who are coming after you. He's going to remind you. He's going to remind you that you have what it takes to do this. He's going to remind you that you can't do it alone. He's going to remind you that it's important that you have a community walking with you who have shared identity so that you can become the individual he called you to be. You guys, what we're doing, this life we're living ain't no joke. It ain't no punk. But we have what it takes to do the thing that he called us to do with unity and in love. My last word is this. My last word is this. You guys, we need each other. I love my dark skin. I haven't always been comfortable in the skin that God has, has blessed me with because of the things that have happened around me. Why don't we change the narrative? Why don't we work to change the narrative and walk together in unity? We don't have to agree. You hear me? We don't have to agree. But we have to set our feet forward. We have to be willing. We have to be willing to remember the thing that we've forgotten so that we can move forward. This isn't just about you, sis. It's about the people who are coming after you. You understand that? And he has this ability to turn things around, sometimes on a dime, and sometimes it takes him a minute. What a beautiful picture. The picture of the body of Christ. Uh, such, such a great word by Cheryl Luke. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And uh, as always, we just want to remind you, if, if you're struggling right now, you too can find healing and freedom from your hurts, hangups, and habits. If you'd like to find a group near you, just simply go to CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash groups 
and join us on the journey. No matter where you are from, uh, where you live around the world, we've got groups all over the world, and we'd love for you to join us on this. Uh, We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us again. Until next time, God bless you.